Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And I'm Nate Baranowski. <laughs> this week, we reviewed the 2016 movie Mechanic, colon, Resurrection, starring Jason Statham. We talk about Jason Statham in all of his glory. Nate is doing this all in a Jason Statham accent because I railed on him for not doing it enough during the episode. That's correct. We talk, We go to Romance Corner and talk about Jessica Alba and Jason Statham and their relationship that is defined as a lifetime kind of love. We talk about how many fight scenes we've seen where a guy gets grill marks on his face. We really talk about the plot a lot, more than we should have. All that and more on Movies on the Side. This week, we reviewed the 2016 movie, Mechanic Resurrection. Nope. Starring... What? Oh, <laughs> There's sorry. a colon in there. Sorry, Steven, this so is your spiel. So sorry. I wrote it in haste. This week, we reviewed the 2016 movie, Mechanic, colon, Resurrection, starring Jason Statham and Jessica Alba. This movie came by recommendation from listeners Trent and Tori. So thank you for recommending this... Uh, terrible movie but anyway we've really come back to our core competency with this movie i feel like we've returned to a a simpler time of moths that's right getting to rag on a movie but you know what here's what i want to know how many action movies has jason statham done because because i'll be honest i didn't know about these i didn't know these were like movies that existed these mechanic things correct and this is a sequel and I think we asked uh, Tori, like, do you have to watch the first one? And it was like, nah. Right. <laughs> you don't need to see the first one. I don't know. Has he done, like, 50? Oh, I mean, he's got to have at least done 30 of them, right? I think he's got the Transporter series. You have the Italian job. You have... Was he in The Expendables, too? Yep. He's uh, The Meg, famously. He's in the, the Fast Meg. and Furious movies. Anyway, well, what do you think the uh, Rotten Tomatoes is for this movie, Nate? I'm going to say critics are going to give this movie 24%. <laughs> 31. Close. They gave it 31. And these nasty audience members said, yes, please, 68%. They were a little more level-headed than okay. you are saying. They, they gave it 40%. Okay. okay. 40%. Oh, and he was in the – he was – he Shaw – in Hobbs and Shaw and the Furious movies. I said Fast and that Furious. Is Fast and Furious. I already said it. Oh, okay. Oh, and also the... Um, We're just going to list his filmography? Well, listen, I went to his IMDb. He's got 52 movies in his acting credits. And while The Expendables and Fast and the Furious is in there... Oh, Crank. That was the other one. The, the Crank movies. Oh, you're right. Crank, colon, yep. high voltage. Yep. Jason Statham. He's a, he's a working action movie guy. Steven... Well, here's the thing. I kind of want to get past the spoiler horn because I have a lot oh. of plot things to talk about. Oh, okay. But we need to talk about Jason Statham, the man. Mm -hmm. The myth. The legend. Yes. This guy, in my opinion, has the rock level charisma <laughs> and magnetism to him. Yeah. So much so, he inspires me as a bald man. Mm. I trimmed my beard to Jason Statham levels after watching this. He influenced me there. Wait, like just now? Like this week? Yeah, just this morning. Oh my. Man, I need to send you a picture of my beard. It's getting out of control. <laughs> but also, it's part of your brand these days, so I understand. Yeah, that's You're right. getting it insured soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my mouth, my throat, and my beard insured. Yep. That's what I'm going to do for podcasting Steven, reasons. Jason Statham is a great action star. 
when it comes to him fighting, when it comes to him staring, snarling, talking, saying really important things way down here, it's all good. I mean, like that is good. I can say firmly, clearly, Jason Statham as an action star is a lot of fun to watch. Uh-huh. He is like Matthew McConaughey in a rom-com. <laughs> he's, he's like in his element. He's doing yeah, he the thing. He just kind of slides into that slot and just probably doesn't have to do much. Yeah. Other than probably do a lot of stunts. He does he do his own stunts? I feel like he probably he does, does a lot of his own stunts, yes. Okay, well, Nate, let's just rate it so then we can talk about all the specifics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would like to rate it on a scale of zero to five Tommy Lee Jones earrings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his look in this movie is audacious. Mm-hmm. Preposterous, even. So on a scale of zero to five earrings, Nate, I'm going to give this movie... <laughs> One and a half. Yep. I'm going to give this movie one and a half earrings. It has some redeeming qualities because it's Jason Statham doing actiony things. Mm-hmm. And as crazy as Tommy Lee Jones in this movie, I kind of liked seeing him too. So I'll give it one and a half. For the 15 minutes he's in this movie. Yeah. You know, he's really billed as like a top you know, role in this, but yeah, he's really only in it at the end. But I'm going to give it one and a half. What do you say, Nate? That is exactly what I was going to give it. I'm with you. <laughs> one and a half. For mechanic colon resurrection. Resurrection? He didn't die, did he? he? Apparently at the end of the last movie, he faked his death. Oh. I don't okay. know. All right. Here's a spoiler horn. All right, Nate. I want Let's to start go. From, I want to start from the beginning. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this movie starts with Jason Statham on a very nice boat that he's living on, hiding from the world. Mm-hmm. And he is immediately approached by this mysterious woman. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, she might be one of the worst actors in this movie. I believe she's a pop star in Thailand, maybe. What? what is, why is she in the movie, though? What does that have to do with it? I think it's one of those, like, listen, we put her in the movie. It's one of those stunt casting things where it's like, hey, people that, like, when we advertise it in certain areas of the world. Oh, okay, okay. Like, people will see her and go, oh, yeah, great. Seems that reports of your demise have been greatly exaggerated. My principal could make that known to certain interested parties. She is in this movie like she will be in it for longer. (laughs) I'm not sure if her acting was so bad. She never appears again. She doesn't make it past the title. (laughs) Because that whole action scene and then him like escaping on the hang glider, which, I mean, I can suspend disbelief pretty far, but... That jump onto the hang glider was pretty tough. Have you ever wondered what would happen if you jumped on top of someone who's already gliding? <laughs> <laughs> My thought was, pull them out of the sky. <laughs> I would think so. But apparently, nope. But she doesn't make it past that. And then I have to say, like, again, I like Jason Statham. I like him doing action-y things. That whole first action scene just felt really cheesy. Oof. Just felt well, cheesy. okay. That whole... Because it's meant to be in Sao Paulo, Brazil, which until the action scene... I was sort of vibing with this movie because he's got his like I'm living a I'm living a simple life. Right. right. The acoustic guitar is playing underneath him. Yeah, I like they that. They have like the wide shots of yep. the Christ Redeemer statue. Yes. It's all like, okay, yep, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. It's all great. And then he goes to this restaurant and it's like I'm pretty sure they filmed a lot of this movie in Thailand. Uh-huh. But wherever they filmed it, whatever soundstage they were in, the comping in of the background of Brazil yeah. 
and the sort of the glow that it has around them is so shiny in a weird way. It's very glowy. Like, yes, you could have, wherever you were, just be outside somewhere. Like, it doesn't have to be a beautiful view. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It, it was felt weird. It felt fake. But to be fair, a lot of the scenes in this movie felt very fake, especially like the hotel swimming pool scene. Because oh. it has that that wraparound glow. Right. That just feels like, oh, you're in like a light box and they're projecting Sydney behind you or wherever. You're hiding the green screen with light and it's not working. <laughs> After this first really fakey, fakey looking scene. Yeah. I had the thought, maybe Jason Statham filmed this whole thing in Southern California and never left his location. I think after watching it and a little bit of research, they filmed a lot of it in Thailand. Thailand? Mm -hmm. Thailand. That's how they say it. Thailand. Yeah, Thailand. Ireland. It's a land full of uh, neckties. It's Thailand. (laughs) In in Thailand, uh, where the island was that he was hanging out on, I think they did a lot of their filming there and in a soundstage. And I don't think Jason Statham did a whole bunch of traveling outside of that. Yeah, it feels like it. It was a weird look. I will say in those initial scenes that I was actually feeling like you were... I don't know what it is, but I'm noticing watches in movies. Mm. Maybe it's because I want a nice watch. But anyway. You're becoming a watch guy. Yep. I'm becoming a watch guy, even though I don't have any, except the Apple Watch, which is like the non-watch yep. for all the aficionados. But anyway, uh, and then the watch becomes inherent later because the bad guy's like, sort of. he doesn't give his watch to anybody. Yeah. yeah this is his little, dad's watch. Yeah, which we never really hear about him anyway. But anyway, just want to note, the watch in this movie... And if you go back to Ford versus Ferrari, I named the watch mm-hmm. in that movie too. This is the IWC Aqua Timer Automatic 2000. I love the Venn diagram of our fans and watch aficionados oh, yeah, and that yeah. one guy out there or one lady out there who's just like, yes, a podcast for me. Two separate circles with a tiny, tiny sliver. Tiny guess sliver. how much Guess how much this watch costs? $4,000. 7500 Oh, Okay. Well, I mean, you can get it for four thousand if you know the right guy. Well, if you know Jason, Stone. I was I was talking about sort of the yeah the after the pre owned certified pre owned first first fight scene. I just want to note one other thing. There's not many movies where I feel like there's a bad guy that gets grill marks on his face. You know what? You don't see it enough these days. You don't see it enough. Okay. Well, yeah, that was <laughs> that was new. That was different. Okay, this is. I wrote this down in my notes because at the beginning of this movie, I still had enough hope in me that I was taking vigorous notes before yeah. I completely let that go. This movie is rated R. Kids, this is a movie for adults. Basically for language. I mean... Language and violence. I would say this movie, I wrote this down, has R-rated fight sounds. Whoever was at the controls in the Foley studio really went ham in this movie because usually when like punching happens i think they use like celery sticks that they like hit together or like you know punch a ham or something yeah every sound in this fight and in future fight sounds is juicy in a really gross way and i think it's meant to be like this movie's well we can talk about rated r versus rated pg-13 because i think this movie should be pg-13 uh, before they amped it up some, I think they were just like, listen, every punch got to sound like like he's just making, <laughs> making them spit because he's punching them so hard. Yeah. The sound was gross. It was gross. Whitney also fell asleep halfway through, so I was I was watching it really low. So I might not have heard all the sounds. <laughs> oh, man, Steven, the sound is sort of top-notch um, Foley work, everything. But did you listen to enough of the sound that you could tell that a lot of the 
of ADR happened in this movie? Yes, I could tell okay. that, especially the many times where Jason Statham like turned his head and you hear his voice and it's like, I don't think he right. said that right then. A lot of it. I'm not, I think Jessica Alba, I think them sitting by the water in their island. Yeah, you never see them actually talk. And and when they do, it's like, oh, this is this is all overdubbed. Yeah, Jason Statham then is trying to escape because the, you know, this the bad guy I forget his name, but yeah. wants Jason Statham to kill some people. Right. Jason Statham doesn't want to kill people, uh, just the people that are after him. And so he escapes to this Thailand. Well, first he takes a picture of the the star. He takes a picture of the, the girl. He takes a picture of the lady and takes it back to his, or he takes it to his, the future bungalow. Well, well, no, no, no. He blows up his bungalow, his ship. Oh, you're right. He blows it up first. He blows it, and then he goes to his shipping container where he has his passports, his money, his guns, and his computers. It's then that he looks at the pictures. And I needed, I put this note down here, tech things, just to ask you about them. Because the kind of tech in this movie is comically childish, but at the same time dated. Give me some of your thoughts. Because he has... Basically, flip phones or like Nokia. Well, but that's like the the international like burner phone style. Sure, he's got all his burner phone thing. But then, yeah, yeah, he got the burner phones. After he takes a photo photo of her, he plugs it into the computer, and it's like giant green buttons. Like, would you like to pay to find this person? <laughs> uh, you know, signaling, signaling. There was, she is, known contacts. That was really weird. Three, like, just two big buttons. <laughs> but also. Uh, I don't know. Again, we hadn't seen the first movie. I have not seen the first movie. Is he actually a mechanic? No, no, no. Mechanic is slang in mafia terms for a hitman. Oh, I le- you learn yeah. something new every day. Yep. So my thing is, he's got this technology where he can like find anybody in mm-hmm. this shipping container. Mm-hmm. But then also, as he goes on to these like other hits, and he's like mm-hmm. planning these Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven style mm-hmm. things, he also has a notebook that he seems to draw extremely well especially 3d objects and like plans. he has like whole 3d like yes isographic views of things that he just sketched yeah. he basically looks like an architect when he's drawing in this notebook and so to me it's like i don't know choose one or the other you know like mission impossible like there came a point where everything's digital you know you're on the computer doing stuff and then you see a hologram of the building yeah everything's in that world but this one it's like half of it's in a notebook like exquisitely sketched even though he only has 24 hours to complete this job i don't know why i took the time to like draw the stuff out so (laughs) shade in the building (laughs) like shading we're gonna talk about some of these plot holes later but yes we definitely have to talk about sort of the planning out phase of all of these jobs yes so he goes to beautiful beautiful island yes thailand wait 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 First thing, he encounters Michelle Yeoh, who gets fourth billing in this and is a huge actress. I believe she was also in Crazy Rich Asians, with maybe the mom in that. Yes, she was the she was the mom. She was wasn't she She's been in a lot of things. She's been in a bunch of movies, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's a huge star. Man, they waste her in this movie because Yeah, they do. <laughs> she is kind of mysterious and like there's a backstory there that I was hoping would maybe oh maybe that was in the first mechanic movie. Nope. I looked into that. She wasn't in the first one. <laughs> oh man, okay. She seems so great, and she's got this like little par- chunk of paradise there. But then that's it. Yeah, it would have been nice if she was like she came in towards the end as Jason Statham was like doing his final rescuing runs. And she, yeah, could we get a a, a reintroduction of her? Maybe. Yeah, I do feel like she, that was a waste too, but also a waste. I think the entire romance between Jason Statham and Jessica Alba. Okay, so Jessica Alba shows up at this island. Yes. 
she is there with a guy who's like beating her up. So it's, you think like, oh man, she's, she's there and he's going to rescue her. He does rescue her. We then find out that that whole like domestic abuse thing was part of the plan in order for her to get in with Jason Statham and basically get him to fall in love with her so that they could use her as leverage. She says these things to him. She also says that she works at an orphanage slash like rescue from human trafficking location, but was also through a convenient like CNN report was also ex-military, <laughs> former military. <laughs> right, right. But we find this out after she is basically kind of beaten up by this just Joe Schmo who dies. <laughs> Yes. Just randomly. Unceremoniously. I need to talk about Jessica Alba's character here. Because we introduce her. Her character is written as humanitarian, super big heart, and kind of left the military, but also very skilled. Mm-hmm. None of this comes through. She is very much damsel in distress. I I, I had, did not see her fight well. At one point, one point in time, she tries to like take the gun away from Jason Statham and doesn't. <laughs> so she like doesn't have like extremely great skills. No. Tell me about this. This this background of a character plus who she actually played do not make sense together. No, they don't. And my wife also noted early on as they're in all these island scenes, like they're really doing a good job of showing her in bathing suits and for no reason. That was such a bad choice, especially in 2016. But they want to show her as like this great character. And then they pull like a, what was the movie she was in with Paul Walker? Uh, deep blue sea. Oh yeah, with the the sharks into the sea, into the deep. No, not deep blue. Sea. Into the blue, where she's basically just like swimming underwater in a bikini. Like they have a whole two minute shot of her just swimming for no reason down below, except to show her in a bikini. And I was like, oh, movie. You don't have to completely sexualize the situation. You can just show them as love interests. But did you believe any relationship love interest between them? Great question, Stephen. No, I did not, because I assumed, like I think everyone should assume, as Jason Satham should assume, she was bad. (laughs) She comes in, tells him the plan, does exactly that plan, just conveniently works at an orphanage where he was an orphan. So I was like, you get it, she's playing you, right? She's like... She's doing exactly what she told you she would do. And then when she quote unquote gets kidnapped and they make you do these jobs, it is all part of her plan. I was so ready to for her to like, at the very end, the big reveal is she was the mastermind behind the whole thing. She's actually a really good fighter. She like all this was made up story to get him to like her. Right. And like she was pulling the, the strings and she was actually like conniving. But that's not the case. That is not the case. (laughs) Let me read you the Amazon Prime description of this movie. There's just two sentences long. You tell me if this feels right to you based on this romance. Mm, The most dangerous hitman in the world, Arthur Bishop, thought he had put his murderous past behind him when his most formidable foe kidnaps the love of his life. (laughs) Forced to complete an impossible list of assassination, his life is once again in danger. Love of his life, Stephen. Is that what you got from that? (laughs) That's not true, especially considering he's lived more than half of his life at the point that they meet. Not only that, they know each other for approximately 45 minutes. The whole romance thing is ridiculous. Now it's time to read quotes from Jessica Alba talking about this movie. And here's the thing. I don't want to drag 
her as an actress because I think she's done some good acting before. It did not appear, I don't think, in yeah. this movie necessarily. Like the Fantastic Four. Sure. Here's here's what it <laughs> here's what it says. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Go ahead. It's the unique plight of a beautiful, imperiled woman that forces Arthur Bishop to back into the fold. Key to casting the role of Gina, which that was her name apparently, oh. was finding an actress who would bring her own strength and magnetic presence to the part. A character who becomes a formidable ally to the mechanic. They found that actress in Jessica Alba, who was eager to join the production. I've always been a fan of Jason, said Alba. He's got tremendous range. Now, let's pause there for a second. <laughs> when I tell you Jason Statham, do you think of an actor with incredible range? A jumping range, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe that's what she meant. <laughs> like a, a good range. reach. Yeah. And I don't know any other actor who can do what he's done. I, I particularly like these action movies. So when I got the opportunity to do this, I thought it would be great to work with him in this genre. Mm-hmm. Alba found her character to be a woman of inner and outer strength. She's ex-military, so she... This is her again. She's ex-military, so she knows how to fight and defend herself. But to be the girl who's almost on that equal level with him makes for a great character. Statham loved working with Alba. He said, She's such a talented actress. She's a lot of fun. (laughs) Doing an action movie, the drama's really serious, and the stakes are high, and you need someone to kind of soften that. She was just a dream to work with. A real pleasure. (sighs) I know that's a lot of reading on our podcast, but I need to say something. If Jessica Alba's character was anything like maybe how they pitched this movie to her, maybe this is maybe she gave these quotes before the movie happened. <laughs> if she was that character, a nice ally who was kind of working with him and ex-military and like on his level, I would love this movie a lot more. Yeah, I think so. All those quotes though are just so like all PR. <laughs> like but it doesn't come like it, it's PR that doesn't come true at all in this movie, and that's sad. Right. Nate, I, I need to talk about the three hits. Yep, they capture Jessica Alba. They convince Jason Statham, whose name is Bishop, which I feel like that's a weird name for him in this action movie. Arthur Bishop. His last name's Bishop. Yeah, but they all call him Bishop. Yeah, because he's cool. Cool people get called by their last name. Robles. No, it's Baranowski. <laughs> see we're not cool so it doesn't uh, okay. work for us fair enough okay I, I was i had low hopes for the movie mm-hmm. after the first 20 30 minutes or whatever yep and then when they get to the hits i'm like no well, now this is feeling a now, little yeah, bit yeah, like now, a heist movie it's like a heist yeah, now hold on i said okay i don't know how we're gonna have time for three hits in 40 minutes but let's do it <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go for it i'm gonna give you something i never give anyone chance to walk away give me the girl walk away yeah, the first one starts, he starts putting together like pieces of gum, starts putting stuff into like cigarettes, starts putting together his plan, and he buys shark, uh, what's that? Repellent. Shark, shark, shark repellent. repellent, like cream. And I immediately thought, all right, I'm back. All right, yeah. you lost me for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume Jessica Alba's bad. I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. And him becoming a, a most wanted fugitive and getting sent to this prison was actually pretty enjoyable. It was cool. Sometimes, like, the shark repellent took me out for a second. I'm like, say what? (laughs) And then, again, in my mind, I was like, I think he's a car mechanic. Or, like, that's his, like, cover. (laughs) The whole time, the back of your mind, you're like, when's he going to fix a car? But he also seems to be a chemist. And an architect. Like, he's a MacGyver guy. So, like, okay, whatever. That's fine. So, I was down. I feel like the setups, it felt like it was trying to be a Mission Impossible type setup. Yep. Where it was like, all right, here's the mission. But it was like, 
a third as good. He he took a picture of this kind of Alcatraz island and he was like measuring it yeah. with a, a compass, which didn't make a whole lot of he sense. He held up a ruler to a picture of the island and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> even if you know the scale, I don't know how that's helping you. But also, like whenever the bad guy's like narrating about the next hit, mm-hmm. he, he I think he says every time, this is the the most challenging one yet. And that guy doesn't even have that kind of accent. I'm just, I just yeah, did that no. accent because no, it's exactly it. Every time he and he, he has to say it in front of every hit. Like no one's done this before. No yeah. one can reach him. It's basically this impossible. is impossible. And he has less and less time for each one for no apparent reason. Like I don't know if this guy's in a rush. Like I don't know why, but he's like, you have 48 hours, 36 hours. You have 30 minutes to get to right. to, to, to right. fly half across the world. Right. Draw eight architectural renderings in this notebook and create oh uh, explosive cones. <laughs> to go in the pool. Adam spent a fortune restoring it and putting in the most comprehensive security system. Nobody gets in or out. Many have died trying. He's doing his whole planning thing, which I had a question throughout this whole thing. Does he do planning things at the bad guy's place? Is that where he's doing all his planning or does he just... It seems like he has a safe house wherever he needs one because he's like in some random room when he's planning the prison... He has time to put, like, basically a whole wall collage of all the things he needs to know. Well, he's got to fly to the place, too. Like, each one is in a different location. So he's got to, like, fly over here and fly over there. Maybe he's doing it on the plane. Mm. Him working feverishly on an architecture drawing while heading to a a new hit would be great. So he he does the whole prison assassination, this warlord guy, which the actual final hit there, not nearly as interesting as the setup for it. Because he really just jokes him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, puts and then puts some like food on him and makes him look like he was ate something bad or something. And again, he like he had like thirty six hours to do this hit, but somehow convinced this warlord to trust him because he threw a knife at another guy who was trying to kill him. Like I don't know how prison works. The guy who had a knife inside of his fake hand. Right. The guy was basically like hook. No, that wasn't bad. Part of his thing is he's supposed to make assassinations look like accidents. Like that's right. part of his thing. They have thing. to look like an accident for no apparent reason. What is the accident that he made that first guy look like he was having? I thought he was going to make him try and look like he had an overdose. Uh-huh. That's why he was making him... Is that what he was s- doing? ...drink whatever that was, but I don't know. Okay. Hard to tell. That could have been it. It was weird. The Warlord's cronies uh, had to be like, wait a minute, he was alive last time we saw him, then that one guy came in, and then later when we checked on him, he was dead. I guess it was an accident. <laughs> okay, so that so that first one happens, and I think, all right, that wasn't bad. That... 15 minutes of the movie? Okay. Right. So then we go, he gets his little video thing. And at this point in time, I'm still thinking, well, Jessica Alba's bad. She's definitely the, the mastermind. Because she doesn't seem too worried or too concerned. Uh-huh. And I thought that was part of her acting decision of like, oh, I get it. We're going to look back at these scenes later and be like, yeah, she should have been more scared that she was going to die. Nope. Turns out she was just acting not scared. We go to the pool. Yeah, we got to talk about the pool. <laughs> which is the poster of the movie, is him hanging under the pool with these little sticky things. Right. So this totally has, again, Mission Impossible vibes when Tom Cruise is like climbing the, mm-hmm. the Burj Khalifa. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like this one, but I feel like when we got to the actual part of the guy being sucked into a whirlpool... Mm-hmm. I don't know. The bad special effects took you out of it? <laughs> Maybe it was the bad special effects plus the shiny backgrounds. Plus, like, I don't know how Jason Statham zipped from where he was under the pool back to the window. Like, I didn't see a line. But he put something in those little grooves in the window that he was able to slide on down. 
Yeah, but he didn't. I didn't see a line from where he was suction cupping back to the side of the building. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a little strange. He, you know, he swung back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Why couldn't he, from far away, just sniper rifle the bottom of the pool? Like it's thicker than you could shoot. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't still don't understand. He had to inject something into the little plug that he drilled in there. I like that little explosive uh, plug thing. That was kind of cool. Yeah, not bad. Although he made he made three. I guess redundancy, just in case right. he dropped one. Is that and that's the best way to show that it was an accident and not an assassination? Is a guy falls out of his super cantilevered pool and they're like, oh, guess it was an accident. Well, that's what happens to pools when they you pull them out. <laughs> I mean, I would be a little suspicious trying to swim in that pool, but it was also weird. I feel oh, so when that guy, whenever he's about to take off his robe to jump in the pool, mm-hmm. he makes his like cronies turn around. Yes, you know. I feel like they use the exact same footage twice. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The exact same thing <laughs> twice. Now, both of these, this has this movie has a, a weird, tenuous relationship with assassinations because both of these, we're supposed to believe, okay, Bishop's a good guy, even though he kills people, right. which is sort of anti that. But these first two guys are just like, they want you to know they are bad dudes. Like, you should not care if they die. Right. But then Bishop then goes about killing... 50 more dudes. But they're all Cranes guys, so, I mean, what value is their life? <laughs> they're they're just peons. They're not there to right. do anything. Little thumb-thumbs. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you send me that, that thumb-thumbs thing? Yes. What yes. is that? I don't even know what that is. Uh, from Spy Kids. I don't know. The, the, the minions from Spy Kids. I don't know. Uh, I never saw Spy Kids. They were shaped like thumbs. Okay. So then, this is the part, right after this, is where this movie takes a real weird left turn. I think up to this point, it has been medium to medium bad. Like, it's right around that point. But I think with a strong ending here, with a, a, a third hit, that's interesting. An interesting bad guy reveal, aka, please, Jessica Appa, be bad. And maybe like a Michelle Yeoh reappearance right, or Tommy right. Lee Jones being awesome right. could save this movie at this point. If you were to pause it right here, I'd be like, okay, I think this movie can kind of come around. Instead, it takes a the weirdest sort of, must be like a reshoot, weird thing, because Jessica Alba gives him a clue in the next recording and he finds the boat in Sydney. And instead of, he has not been given instructions yet on the third hit which is odd because that's always been the 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 thing he does the job he gets the video call and then there's a voiceover of the bad guys telling what to do next all of a sudden that stops and he just goes like i'm going to go find her and going to go find the boat right and he invades the boat kills a bunch of dudes almost gets her and then is kind of thwarted and jumps off the boat and flees yeah and then we cut immediately to Oh, don't ever do that again. That was really annoying. I don't know how they, hey, don't ever do that again. That was really annoying to me. And as a bad guy, I wish you wouldn't go kill people on my boat. But now I have the third job for you. And this is one's going to be super hard. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why'd you have that scene? What was the point of that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because that scene also bothered me. Because as they, after they've captured him, and he's like face to face with a bad guy. Yeah. Jason Statham then like takes out the five or six guys in his immediate vicinity, but somehow can't take out the other few guys left to rescue Jessica Alba. Yeah, he kills like 80% of the people on that boat. And then somehow, so then he gets like, every once in a while, he just kind of gives up so that he can talk to the bad guy 
apparently. And then the bad guy says, like, well, take him down below and release him. But the guy still wants yeah, still wants him to complete the last job, so he wasn't trying to kill him. But then Jason Statham's like, nope, I'll leave on my own terms. <laughs> Jumps off. Yeah, it, it was all strange. It is at this point, again, weird plot choice. At this point, it's then Jason Statham's like, oh, no. He's trying to have me take out the competition. Like, no thought at this point in time, no line, no thing about like, hey, why do you want these guys dead? Hey, what are these all? Why do you, Crane, a guy that I know, want me to kill these guys? He didn't think about it until he saw like two of them lined up and a graph of the the world. (laughs) All of a sudden, he's like, oh, no, I am just doing his dirty work. Yeah, you were the whole time. Why didn't you figure this out? Yeah. I, uh. the, the the end of the movie basically starts slogging to a weird end where we meet Tommy Lee Jones, who is bad, but not as bad as the other two. The, there's like a Home Alone submarine edition where he sets up traps in the submarine place. <laughs> and there's a fight scene that is the most bland shooting fight scene. Was it? I, I did not like it. Also, just the scene when... You know, he breaks into Tommy Lee Jones's bunker or whatever, and he gets on the elevator. And Tommy Lee Jones is going into a safe room, and then all of a sudden, Jason Statham is just yes. in there. How? But my thought: There's no way. There's no way he would have gotten in there from on top of the elevator into the safe room that has one door. This is why I think a lot of this is reshoots because, as maybe clunky or cliche as it was, the prison assassination and the pool assassination at least showed us kind of like how he did it. And it was, yeah, I could follow a bit of a train of, okay, took a picture of that key. That's how he got in. All this stuff. Right. But this one is just like, look, he's magic. <laughs> <laughs> he's David Blaine. But, right. yeah, British. Wait, is, he, is Jason Statham British? I think so. Anyway, yeah, the, the ending was unsatisfying. I do have a note here. There's a scene where Jessica Alba, like, is crying. And I just want to say, I, I don't believe her crying. Because she's a bad guy all along? You're still holding to that. I mean, she's... Well, okay, so we find out she's not a bad guy. I don't understand any of it. So she really is. She really did this. She really set up this guy to save the kids. And then she goes back to the kids. And at the very end, he walks in and she smiles like, oh, I guess you are the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, it was very, it was just very strange. Unsatisfying end. Yes. Oh, and then the, the bad guy's death. I don't know. First of all, I didn't believe that the bad guy fought as well as he did against Jason Statham. I feel like yeah, Jason the, we, we've already him. seen Jason Statham beat up everyone. Yeah. I mean, yes. like this guy should not have been. Yeah. He's a business guy. He shouldn't have like, yeah, been when, fighting. When you end up, when an action star ends up fighting a guy who's not like, so you have, you have your muscle. And usually the the hero fights the the burly muscle guy. Mm -hmm. But then the main Lex Luthor-esque bad guy usually has something to kind of level the playing field. You know, he's got some sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's Joker-esque where he can't win in a hand-to-hand, but he's got some tricks up his sleeve. That's right. Yeah. He's booby-trapped something. Or he he has kryptonite in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Now you're weak. All right. Nope. Just some chains going on. And then he's like, well, you're going to blow up in this ship. He's like, oh, I'm not planning to blow up in this ship. I'm planning <laughs> to sit inside of that little compartment. Right, which doesn't make sense either. No, he says you're not going to swim away. And he's like, I didn't plan to swim away. Something like that. Okay, okay. So here's how to do a movie where you think the hero is going to die. You don't see the plan 
at all. You just see like the look in the hero's eyes, like, oh no, something's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you see a giant explosion and your mind goes, well, he can't survive that. And then later, another friendly character, aka Tommy Lee Jones, ends up thinking about it and going like, man, I really liked that guy. We were great friends, me and him. And then thinking about it more and more. And then you get some flashbacks of him looking into, I don't know, anchor black box right areas of a boat and go actually someone could survive in there and sort of like how they did you drag a cut out of a man into the compartment of the ship schematic <laughs> yeah so all of this then all of a sudden you go back and you see the scene from the hero's eyes and he it shows how he did it now this movie 80 percent of that but leaves out the very important part where we as the viewers aren't supposed to see the hero executing his plan to stay alive. Because I was never worried the mechanic was going to die. Right. He's the mechanic. I, just, I knew he had a plan, and I thought, oh, well, he probably escaped in a submarine, or he, he, I thought he was going to fly off in a helicopter. I, I was never worried he was dead. So I can't be with you, Tommy Lee Jones, when you're worried he's dead. Right. Or that, you know, Jessica Alba's worried he's dead. Yeah. I, uh, anyway, I, I've, it was an unsatisfying ending. Uh, is there a trilogy? There's not a third one, right? There's not like Mechanic. I think they're trying to make a whole series here. It's mechanic Allegiance. No, Mechanic. Do you believe that Arthur Bishop liked Gina? No. I... Or do you think he just felt bad that he got her into this? Technically, he didn't get her into this. She no, came techn- after him first. Right. I don't believe either of them in, in either respect. <laughs> That's my opinion. Resurrection. What about it? I don't get it. <laughs> this was a bad movie, but thank you, Trent Torrey, for recommending Mechanic colon Resurrection. I thought you would do more Jason Statham impressions in this episode. I'll be honest. <sighs> I just wasn't feeling it today. I think we were recording it too late in the day, and my voice is a little too high by now. Too high? Can't quite get down. Can't quite get down to where I need to be. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us what you thought, listeners. You can go to at Movies on the Side on Instagram and Twitter, Movies on the Side on Facebook as well. Follow us all there and comment. We'd love to interact with you. Let us know what you thought. If you haven't yet, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And we have bonus episodes every week. This week, we talked about what items we would like to see at the uh, grocery checkout aisle that might tempt us for little money, low cost. And as we always say, Gina, I love you so much. You're the love of my life. And my name is Archer Bishop, Arthur Bishop. Hello, my name is Arthur Bishop, and I'm not a car mechanic. Your Jason Statham impression has been better in our previous episodes. Sorry. You know what? Listen, I obviously wasn't feeling it today. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to not do it, and you baited me into it, and now you're excoriating me for doing it badly. Excoriating you, though. That's a great word. You just redeemed yourself. Great job.